Okay, so let me ask you this. It's kind of a follow-up question to the, the way you're angling this. Is um, Would you rather uh, spend less time driving around, wasting the client's time, because we all know how clients can be like, make jokes about how they're paying for a boat ride, right? So would you rather be extremely efficient and hit a bunch of spots, you know, like every spot in sight that is perceivably good that you've had experience on or looks good, or would you rather be like, boom, hit a couple things here, move along and see if something's going on somewhere else? Like, do you get any sort of a, like a preference with that in terms of uh, scanning as much area as you can or breaking down smaller areas? Uh, for for this time of year, I have like, you know, same thing, traditionally active areas and I'll uh, uh, go into that section and usually there's, you know, three or four things that I want to hit there. Um, I mean, if that's totally dead, the stuff on the inside of the base, stuff on the outside of the base, uh, then yeah, I'll definitely uh, check out a different section. You know, if I'm not feeling it by, um, you know, halfway through the day, then uh, then I'm going to go check out a different area and, and see what's going on, especially if, you know, the activity is really low. So, okay. Yeah. So what you're kind of hinting is that is you want to sample uh, distinctly different areas. So Joe, do you uh, sort of witness some of the same stuff about seemingly some areas being cold and you want to get out of that area and perceivably get to an area that's hot and then you find an area that's hot and you really want to like not to overuse the expression, but you really want to double down on that specific area and hit everything in that area because it seems like it's hotter than everything else. Have you, have you uh, experienced that? I mean, the, it's, it's such a tough thing for for me to look at but because there's so many variables right especially you know you're looking at majors minors weather changes um stuff like that but i i do kind of feel like there's certain times uh where one area can be hot and another area can be cold whether it's uh due to some sort of hatch that's happening and causing the bait um to be a little bit more active or less active in one area um I feel like there's times where, you know, uh, Lake of the Woods and not there's there's not just times where it's like this, but Lake of the Woods plays out like, you know, a half a dozen different lakes put together. And uh, I I've only guided on Lake of the Woods, but I know guides that uh, guide on multiple lakes and they can say that one lake will be much better than another lake that is in the same region at the same time. And, um, and I feel like Lake of the Woods is the same way. There's one section of the lake that can be hot and one section of the lake that might be cold. And of course it takes, uh, you know, you gotta be fishing every day. You gotta be on the water every day to really notice these things. Um, but is your, best, is your best explanation that it has to do with hatches, et cetera? Is, is hatches your absolute best guess? Do you want to add any other guess to that? Because just the reason I'm asking this way is that all we hear about is moon phase, pressure, all this stuff. That's all we hear about. If, if this side of the island's hot and way over there, a few islands down is cold, they're all experiencing the same pressure. They're all experiencing the same moon phase. So uh, is hatches your best guess or do you have a better guess or another guess? I, that's going to be what my best guess is. Um, you know, I, like one one example that I use to come about this is uh, walleyes. I do some walleye fishing early season here. And um, there's certain areas of the lake, certain bays in the lake where the rock reefs turn on before any other areas of the lake. And uh, the, you notice the walleyes are just packed full of crayfish in these areas. And so it's like the crayfish are molting or whatever they do ahead of other areas of the lake. Oh, okay, so, here we go. And, and you know what I'm saying? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, say, Bishop Bay, for example, the the rock piles there 
turn on for walleyes before Little Traverse Bay. And uh, the, the fish in Little Traverse Bay are still eating bugs or, or whatever. And uh, the fish in, in Bishop Bay are full of crayfish. And even though this is completely different species, I feel like they can work. They definitely, I feel like they work together. Okay, so and, I, I just, I went to the fly fisherman and when I heard high hatches, all I was thinking about was bugs. But you mean forage, you mean bugs, you mean crayfish, you mean minnow growth, you mean all the different forage and how they're maybe progressing differently in different areas of the lake. Absolutely, yep. Um, Luke, you might have missed the intro to this topic, but we were talking about how one area of the lake seems to be hot and another area of the lake seems to be cold. Do you think that that is just something that uh, you trick yourself into believing based on progression of the day and you start hitting a few hot spots and it's like, you know, it's not time of day. It's like, this area is hot. Like, I really need to spend my time in this area of the lake. Or do you think it's more so other factors? Like, and if it is an area that's hot, how would you explain why that area is hot and two miles away you know, on other good musky water doesn't seem to be hot right now? So are we talking about like this time of the year and tomorrow or are we just talking about in general? Well, you could talk about it in general or you could talk about specific to this time of year if the answer is a little... I think I, I, I was talking about a little, a little more in general. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I would say for um, like for th for this time of the year, I would absolutely 100% say water temperature and uh, not necessarily the water temperature just in the shallows, but the water temperatures in the different basins. And when, when those temperatures get this certain, you know, it gets to a certain warmth that the fish move shallow. Um, but just in general, I would have to say like down on Vermilion, a lot of it is, a lot of it is driven most of the year by bug hatches. Okay. We have the, where the mayflies drive the whole food chain. And uh, when we have hatches, it'll pull the, the muskies off of like your traditional structure and it pulls them into the open water and that, you know, and then they'll move back and, um, and with the different water temperatures, wind directions, they'll pull, um, you know, they'll pull back in shallow. But a lot of times if we see a basin go cold up on, uh, on Vermilion, it's because there is a big bug hatch happening. Oh, so you don't mean cold water. You mean if, it, if it's going cold for fishing, it's because the bug hatch is, is kind of offsetting everything? Yeah, I should have used a different word there. But yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, that's, that's definitely our biggest factor down, down south. Uh, Darcy, any thoughts on this? Um, uh you know, I, I, I agree with exactly what they've said. Uh, I think um, metabolism has something to do with it as well. You know, um, when the water temperature is at its peak, uh, their metabolism is at its peak. So they're eating and metabolizing, eating and metabolizing a little bit more so than when the water's cold. So it just makes for a, a more active fish, you know, once the water temperatures reach those ideal zones. I shouldn't have said peak temperatures. I said I should have said ideal uh, zones, you know, for, for muskies at 75 degree range, you know, so, um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the water that I chase sometimes uh, on the lake here, you know, uh, if things aren't happening in certain sections, the water temperature is too low, uh, you know, go check somewhere that uh, has a little bit higher temps and uh, things might be, might be going there. And of course, later on in the season, it could switch over the other way and you're looking for maybe some lower temps, right? You got it. Yeah. Joe, thought? I was, Luke, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna bring. I was gonna bring that up. I've um, I've had a lot of different people tell me that like, the preferred musky, um, well, their preferred temperature range temperature range is sixty five to seventy five degrees, and uh, I think that's how you do see muskies wind up in some really weak spots, especially like in August. Oh, you know, you know people, uh, people have them. They'll talk about them being. Uh, did I lose you guys? 
No, you're still sort of there. We heard the key water temperature. I thought we were going to lose you right before the key water temperature. 65 degrees. Everybody write that down. Watch oh, no, out for 65. 60, 65 to 75 degrees. Okay, all up to 75. Wow. So you really want to be looking for that. And if it exceeds that, you want to look for cooler. And if it's below that, you want to try and get into that, you're saying? Yes, absolutely. And of course, wind can play a huge role in moving that water around and affecting where that area is going to be. Like it can change a lot from day to day. Yes, totally. A bass fishing on Shoal yeah, Lake. Good point, day, eh? Bass fishing on Shoal Lake the other day. Uh, south end of the lake, water temp was only 53. Moved up just a few miles into some uh, more shallow water. The water temp jumped up to 10 degrees, six, 63. 53 to 63 with only a few miles in between. See any muskies? No muskies. Didn't see any. Lots of bass. Back further in 65, I think. There's no muskies in Shoal. Oh. Well, that's 